So today we talk about fulfillment and how God fulfills his promises in the child Jesus, how Simeon and Anna fulfill their commitment of holding vigil until the Messiah came, Mary and Joseph fulfill their uh, parent duties as they bring their child to be dedicated in the temple. And now we pray this morning, we pray that our hearts and our minds stay open as we are called into this new year of 2022. We are called to fulfill God's purpose in our lives as we live and serve in this world and as we are disciples. So think back about um, New Year's from the year 2020 to 2021. Like we all wanted 2020 in the rearview mirror, right? And we were thinking, oh, 2021 is going to be so different. Um, in some regards it was. We had some things that we were able to close the door on in 2020, but in some regards, 2021 uh, had similar challenges that the year 2020 had. So let's just kind of hit some highlights from this year. Uh, as the school year began in 2021, uh, there was a modified school uh, schedule that a lot of our kids had, but I think a lot of kids uh, learned how to work with Zoom, right? And not only did kids learn how to work with Zoom, but we all learned how to work with Zoom. Uh, we learned how to use any application that we could that would help us be able to see each other face to face uh, and keep up with our relationships during that time when uh, we were so shut down because of COVID. And with that technology also came technical hurdles. So a little bit of levity. How many of you remember the blunder of the Texas courtroom where they were having their Zoom uh, courtroom case and one of the lawyers had the cat face filter on as he was trying to conduct his case and uh, it made national news and it was, um, it was quite humorous. I think because all of us, could resonate with what it was like when you were using technology and you didn't know how to fix something that was going wrong in real time. And then there was a presidential inauguration and Bernie's mittens, how can we forget that? Because uh, it made headlines, it made memes, it made Twitter feeds, and the Vermont woman who made them by hand received national acclaim. In the spring, more people were vaccinated and we were beginning to see kind of the paralyzing grip of all of our restrictions with COVID begin to lift a little bit. And we were all starting to just breathe a little better and we were able to go outside because there was good weather. Weddings could happen, family reunions, birthday parties, all of those celebrations that make our lives so rich, uh, we were able to do. But then uh, more serious matters continued to arise for us. There were new variants of COVID discovered. Words like Delta and Omicron have become part of our everyday vocabulary. Vaccine boosters became a thing. Masks were brought out of the closet and we are all continuing to learn to deal with COVID on a daily basis. 
Staffing and marketplace changes happened and continue to happen. Economists call it the great resignation. I think all of us uh, know that, you know, where we go to our places of business, uh, where we have our commerce, staffing and human resources are just different and they won't be returning the way that they were anytime soon. Job changes, job losses, businesses not being able to stay afloat, things just simply have been reordered with the pandemic. And we lack human resources to do the work that we have become so accustomed to doing. And then we've witnessed extreme weather, tornadoes in December quick-moving wildfires in our neighboring Colorado in recent days. Climate changing, and we continue to learn how it affects us, our air quality, our land, our water, our very way of living. It's a real thing that probably isn't gonna go away anytime soon. Now, when we look at all of these happenings, some things have been brought to completion, but some things continue on and probably will continue on into the year that is ahead. And that's just how life is. Things are brought to completion and things carry forward into the future. But one promise remains unshakable. That is the presence of the love and grace of God and that God remains with us and God's spirit and promises continue to be fulfilled in our lives today. What was revealed in Genesis at the dawning of time, what was spoken through the prophets of the Old Testament and what were revealed in Jesus the Christ child and what are revealed in the Holy Spirit, the works of the Holy Spirit today. That is what we cling to no matter what life throws at us. So let's look at this story where there was the promise of fulfillment that was realized when Jesus was brought to the temple, when Jesus' life was dedicated to the religious uh, practices of God's people and brought into the greater community in the temple in Jerusalem that special day. Let's look at the Gospel of Luke chapter two verses 22 and following. It's on page 935 of your pew Bible. Luke chapter two, beginning with verse 22. We hear this story of Jesus presented in the temple for his dedication. Mary and Joseph were doing what uh, any parents in those days would do. They wanted their child to be blessed and they were following through with Old Testament law that every child, every firstborn born into God's family was to be dedicated to God's service. And so they were doing just that. And then in verses 25 to 26, we hear about a man named Simeon. And you can see the, the little... Um, recap there. He's a faithful man looking forward to the consolation of Israel. Consolation just means being brought together, reunified, so that Israel, God's people, this nation would be reunified, brought together again in relationship with God. 
And the Holy Spirit had spoken to Simeon saying that he would see the Lord's Messiah before his earthly life passed away. So because the Holy Spirit had spoken to Simeon's heart, Simeon dedicated his life to being in the temple, waiting for the Messiah to show, waiting for God to reveal himself in this way. And when Simeon sees Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus, he recognizes that this child indeed is the Messiah and that his eyes have literally seen God's salvation, God's gift of healing made known in this tiny baby. And so Simeon proclaims the promises of Jesus for all people all over the world. This baby belongs to all of creation. And so with this amazing gift of unity and faithfulness and love and grace, Jesus is dedicated to God. And then Anna in verse 38, you see that she is a prophet. She is a daughter of uh, Phanuel. She's of the tribe of Asher, which means she is a very important person in the nation of Israel. And just as Simeon proclaims and says that Jesus is for all people, Anna embodies that. We see that in her life. That all people are really all people. Anna is a woman proclaiming Jesus born in a patriarchal religious society. She is the one who says that God's very self is in our midst and she speaks God's word to the people. Through Jesus, we see how God has come into our midst and how his life indeed is a gift for all people. And it's recognized by both Simeon and by Anna. Heaven and earth are united. All people receive gifts in Jesus, the gifts of forgiveness, love that knows no end, mercy and understanding, and ultimately resurrection to eternal life. This promise is fulfilled and it's recognized today in this story. Now you and I are called to uh, celebrate this gift of fulfillment in our lives. So I have a couple of of things that kind of guide our um, study of this. The first one is we are encouraged to be led by the Holy Spirit. Our lives should not be led unto ourselves. Our lives should follow the guidance of the Spirit at work in our lives. And so like Simeon, we should foster an open heart and mind as we speak regularly with the Holy Spirit. This happens through worship and times of prayer, speaking with others who share faith. And so we ask ourselves this morning, what is God speaking to us as this new year begins? How are we called to serve as disciples of the living Christ each and every day as this new year is upon us? And just as Simeon embraced the Christ child, you know, taking Jesus out of the hands of of Mary and Joseph, so we should embrace Jesus in our lives. 
looking at this child and, and seeing God's presence in our midst. Which leads me to my next question for reflection. How do we recognize Jesus among us, especially as this new year begins? Do we take care of the church community, the ministry of the church, like Joseph and Mary took care of Jesus? We should all commit to caring for the ministry as parents commit to taking care of their new child. I urge every single one of you to make this commitment for this next year. Life in this world can be challenging and hard. And we need commitments like this to keep us um, you know, guided by the Spirit so that we have a sense of vision as we live in this world. Just like we care for children, we should care for the ministry of this congregation. Care for one another, look after each other. Strike up friendships that are built upon faith. And then third, how are we like Anna and proclaim Jesus into the world. We see in Anna today a very special witness of just how God works through all people. Regardless of who they are in gender or age, ability or family line, God calls each of us to recognize him, but then to take that recognition out into the world with everything that I mentioned at the beginning of this sermon, the world needs the gift of Jesus. The world needs God's love. And you and I are the ones who are sent to proclaim it. Now this past week, we lost someone whose life was fulfilled. Archbishop Desmond Tutu passed away at the age of 90. He fought for racial justice and helped to crush South Africa's apartheid. He died last week in Cape Town, South Africa. Archbishop Desmond Tutu preached nonviolence, nonviolence at a time when his country's black majority was often attacked violently when the white government tried to cling to power. His tipping point as a faithful public leader came during the apartheid movements in the 1960s and 70s. And there was one day when there was an angry crowd that had overturned a car and the driver had been pulled out of the car and the crowd was going to throw the driver of the car into the car that was burning. And Desmond Tutu was a parish priest at that time and somehow he got in between this mob and he convinced the people to commit to forgiveness, to commit to peacemaking and to stop their violence. From that moment on, Archbishop Tutu became what he's known for, the conscience of South Africa. The driver lived and was set free. And Tutu was a leader from that point on. 
He celebrated South Africa's diversity, calling all people to come together to live in unity, calling South Africa a rainbow nation, that its diversity made the country beautiful. The many colors made it beautiful. The country's first black president, Nelson Mandela, named Archbishop Tutu to chair the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, a panel of leaders that was charged with investigating apartheid human rights abuses. Desmond Tutu preached forgiveness frequently saying, without forgiveness, there is no future. That is what we see in Jesus. Because we have forgiveness, we have a future. A touch point where Archbishop Desmond's ministry intersected with ours as the ELCA. In the year 2000, Archbishop Tutu gave a sermon to our ELCA youth gathering that was in St. Louis, Missouri. And he spoke words of hope and peace to those youth who were gathered there. He said that these youth were VSPs, very special people. I believe that Bishop Tutu would speak these same words to us today as we share faith. We must always remember that we are very special people that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, leads us and guides us and we have a specific purpose in the world. And that is to share that light and that love of forgiveness and grace with the world that needs it. God needs us to be his examples of peace, forgiveness, love and mercy. And just as the prophetess Anna spoke of Jesus and Simeon today, we too are called to speak of him in our lives. Always remember that you are very special people, that you carry the love of God in your arms through your voices and through the ways that you live. So bring this promise with you into the new year. No matter what happens, no matter what is fulfilled or what will carry on, this promise will sustain you. It will give you life and hope as you meet every single day. And most importantly, remember that you are called to share this gift with others. Amen.